Okay, welcome, 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 welcome. So happy you are joining me today. Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I am your host, Cardelia Reed, and I am just so thankful that you're here with me. See, you know, it's just us talking, and this is why I really, truly like podcasts. I like the fact that there's no pressure. It's just the freedom to be exactly who I am exactly who you are because you're there listening and I tell you you know who was here with us too that's right the Holy Spirit so we're not alone we're never alone and we're two are in agreement the Lord is in the midst so I am just once again I am all inspired by you today you know I am continuing my um season on faith and love. And the more I dive into this topic, the more I learn myself. And it's just like Paul wrote, you know, the I want to do as much messages about this as I possibly can, or as much messaging or as much talking about this as I possibly can, because I'm also learning myself. I'm also encouraging myself. So, and once again, it's always the Holy Spirit that's in these conversations. And so I am, you know, over the last year, I've gotten to know the Apostle Paul so well through his writings. And the more I read, the more I just love it. And his his entire, and you know, I talked about this in the other podcast, his entire messages are all about faith and love, faith and love, faith and love, faith and love, building the faith, his love for the Lord, his love for God's people, his love for the body of Christ. He never stops talking about it. Every single message he talks about this. Now, I remember years ago when um, Rick Warren came out with The Purpose Driven Life and at that time, I did. I was learning my Bible, but there are certain things that really stuck out to me. And this was the one message was about encouragement. And he used the writings on Paul, particularly Second Corinthians 11 chapter. I'm going to start the 22nd verse and go on to the 28th verse. I was always so, I don't know, what is the word? I was always so captivated at how Paul could endure this as a physical being how he went through so much and why he went through so much, right? So if you have your Bible, go to 2 Corinthians 11th chapter. I'm going to start at the 22nd verse. And, you know, we talk about why do we even have faith? What does faith do for us? What does love do for us? How do we build these these things in our lives? I mean, what what is the end prize, right? What is the result of all of this, right? I talked about faith in my last season, so I know I know I really talked about that one a lot. But you know, I want you to understand why faith and love actually go hand in hand. So starting at the twenty second verse, uh, Paul talks about. Uh, himself. And he talks about being, uh, you know, Hebrews. Am I Hebrew? Yes, yes, yes. Um, is he Israelite? Yes. Is he a descendant of Abraham? Yes. You know, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but starting at the 23rd verse, 
he goes, um, are they servants of Christ? And he talks about, oh, I am just out of my mind and more because he's boasting about things that people do not talk about. And he wants to show the Corinthians about his walk, how it hasn't been easy and basically how they have to come to understand that, you know, he is one that's been through so much and he should be the one, you know, in the situation that they're in, but he's not like them. He chose to go this way. And then he says, I am more, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely and exposed to death again and again. Now, this is the NIV version, by the way, five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own people, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from false believers. I have toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. You know, this is this really does it for me. This this truly does it for me. And what I mean by that, who can endure all of this? I mean, everywhere Paul went, he faced hatred, right? Now, where there was hatred, there were also some that loved him. And where there were ones that persecuted him, there were also the ones that brought him in and fed him and things like that. But he still had to go through it. And with all this, Paul can still say he persevered. Why on earth would he want to persevere? Because perseverance produces in and of itself love. I'm going to actually get to that verse in just a second. But just think, he persevered because he loves the Lord. See, this faith and love is a continuous cycle. One begets the other. Because the Lord first loved him, okay? He loved the Lord in turn. And then because he knows that the Lord, he's, you know, he has faith, right? And because he knows that his faith is in the Lord, not in the world, he was able to endure these things. And perseverance in and of itself produced something that these experiences produce something that no other experience can produce in your life. Now, let's talk about present day time. There are a lot of us that's really, you know, we go through things and we wonder, why am I going through this? We complain like the Israelites and then we go around and around and around and around. This one is not such a good circle because they went around for a very long time and never really reached fully what they were started out for. And that's not what we want to do. That's not what we're going to do in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. So we have to learn to persevere these things. And Paul only write these things down so he can help them understand. But Paul never complained. Where does complaining and grumbling come from? It doesn't come from the Lord. It doesn't come from God's word. It comes from being human and flesh and have Satan constantly whispering in our ears about it should be better by now. You know, a prayer that I say every day when David talks about uh, my cup running over, surely goodness and mercy should follow me all the days of my life. My cup runs over literally means everything in my life is good from the Lord. Everything. I have a friend that calls me 
And she always says to me, Cordelia, I just love me some Jesus. I love me some Jesus. And then she goes on about how the little things that God did throughout the Jesus, the Holy Spirit brought to her attention, showed her that occurred throughout the day that she just loved. She said, I'm in love with me some Jesus. You know, the best thing about those conversations is that when she tells me that no matter what kind of day I'm having, it gets my attention. It captivates me. Now, do you have friends calling you, telling you that? Because imagine someone that says, hey, I just want to call you and tell you how much I love the Lord, how much he's doing for me and how much he'll do the same thing for you and blah, blah, blah. And if he's not doing this for you right now, it is going to happen. And, you know, if you're not looking at life like, like that, use what I'm saying as a testimony. And this is a testimony for you to rain on you. And it's going to happen for you, too. It's time to get friends like that. OK, matter of fact, I happen to have met this friend at a service and, and I just I, I love her so much never thought that she turned out to be so encouraging not that she was discouraging but the days just get better and better and better that's the point that I'm trying to make I want you to think about this when Dave and King Dave says my cup runs over that's exactly what she's saying she's saying I love me some Jesus my cup is running over with all the goodness that the Lord gives to me so lately in my life I don't care if I'm facing I mean, I'm talking about a very fraction of what Paul went through. I start to look at the Holy Spirit says, you know what? Let's start looking at the little things that you're overlooking that the Lord is doing for you. I don't care what kind of day you're having. You know, sometimes the bad things seem monumental because they're bad and we completely forget about the good things. You know, I can tell you, I go places and I know the Lord sent me there, number one, because he told me. But number two, people are so overly nice to me, overly nice to me. And it's I'm not talking about, um, I know I gave an example in the, the last podcast, but I'm talking, I have so many more examples like that. And then something bad happens and all of a sudden, oh my God. Your mind just wants to revert to that and stay on that. And the Lord says, no, the power of the Holy Spirit would not allow you to do that. Not when you're praying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want on a daily basis to the point where your mind says, no, my cup is running over with goodness. So I'm going to stay focused on the goodness. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing because the devil cannot understand your thoughts right? But he knows the words that are coming out of your mouth. So just like when the Israelites were walking around in circles, they were complaining, the devil heard that. And thus they never got to where they wanted to go. And they never experienced the fullness of the faith that they, uh, that they were trying to build. Right. And I say trying to, because, you know, only a fraction of them really got there to the faith of where they were supposed to go. But I'm talking about God, truly God given faith. I mean, well, so, you know, I have to say this. One of the things I find very amazing about the Israelites, they actually saw fresh manna come from heaven. They actually saw the Red Sea part. And I, I'm really convinced now that the more you know about the goodness of the Lord, like they actually saw it. I mean, they didn't even have to really take time out and think about this. They saw it. And yet they still complained and did not want to continue on. They didn't believe. It was just too much for them. We're talking, and this is a whole group of people together doing this. We're talking about one man, Paul, on his own, and God sent him, you know, Timothy and, and people like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, Paul still endured a lot on his own. How was he able to do it? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Why was he able to do it? Because he had faith. 
And what came out of him doing that? Continue burning love. Continue burning love. I want to make sure I say that because this is not something I want to forget. Now, I'm going to turn. If you will turn with me in your Bibles, I'm going to go to 2 Timothy and 2 Timothy 1st chapter. And you know what? Timothy does talk about that, but I, I'm not really sure how much I even want to get into this. Let me just take a second Timothy first chapter six and seven, which is a very good kind. Uh, well, yeah, you know, he says that second Timothy first chapter six and seven, verse six and seven. He says, you know what? For this reason, I remind you, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands for the spirit of God does not give us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Let me read that again, okay? This is 2 Timothy first chapter, verse 6 and 7. Okay, for this reason, this is the appeal for loyalty to Paul in the gospel, by the way. For this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. There we go. I didn't read that right the first time. But gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Now, this is how Paul was able to endure what he went through. He was not shy. He was not bashful. He was talking based on how the Holy Spirit gave him the power to do so. How his experiences produced this love and how throughout all of that, he continued to have more and more self-discipline. Now, you're not going to go through what he went through and not have self-discipline. One of the things I know for sure, based on the kind of world we live in now, um, if the experience doesn't kill you, you know, in other words, you want to die, the trauma will. You understand? So no one's able to go through this by themselves. It's only, it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. So only the power of the Holy Spirit can give you this. This is so critical and so important and nothing that we can take lightly at all. So now I'm going to turn to James. I was actually on my way there before. Uh, James first chapter, second through the fourth verse. This is what I was talking about earlier. So James first chapter, second through the fourth verse says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, when you go through it with the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to come out directly as to where God's word says you're going to come out. You're going to come out mature, complete, not lacking anything. Are you going to have a lot of fun while you're going through your experiences? Absolutely not. This is why you have to pray to the Holy Spirit that you have pure joy because you have the opportunity to go through it so that you can come out not lacking anything. Mature. And just literally so that you know that you are complete in the Lord. Now, the next thing we're going to go to, we're going to go to Second Peter, first chapter, fifth through the ninth verse. And this is where we were also talking about before, because this is really important. Second Timothy, first chapter, fifth through the ninth verse. 
For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if these qualities in increasing measure, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if any of you do not have them, you are nearsighted and blind and you have forgotten that you have been cleansed from your past sins. This is truly, truly important. And I'm not talking to any amateurs of God's word right now. I'm talking to people that are truly ready and they are hungry, hungry for the word of the Lord, hungry for the experiences. You're not going to have uh, the word in you and the power of the Holy Spirit in you and not go through these experiences. All of these things go hand in hand and they all go together. And this is where faith and love comes in. These particular verses summarize everything of what I was just saying. We're talking about you have to have add to your faith goodness. And in the end... It produces love. That's exactly what I was just talking about. All of this produces love. Two things are going to happen when you start going through experiences very similar to what Paul went through. Persecution, hardship. We're talking about nakedness, sword, betrayal, all kinds of things. I mean, you know, when Paul had to run from being lowered in a basket because somebody somebody in the government, or he a leader, of a, of a town or area was after him. You know, these are the kind of things Paul had to do because he loved the gospel. And the more we love the gospel, the more the Lord provides a way out for us, regardless of the persecution. Uh, the more we love the gospel, even if there was not a way out, this is not our home. We are citizens of heaven. So there were some that actually did not survive and went on into eternity to be with the Lord. You know why? Just as Hebrews talks, the book of Hebrews talk about in the 11th chapter, towards the, the latter part of the 11th chapter, the world was not worthy of them. But for those of us that do survive, we survive for a reason. We survive a whole lot of things that we look at the world and think, oh, maybe it's easier just to stay in the world. Absolutely not, because you have no maturity, you have no power, and you certainly uh, are you full of the world. In other words, what this thing talks about, we just said before, so that you don't lack anything. So you don't want to be full of the world. You want to be full of the Lord. Those of us who are full of the world are not friends or pleasing the Lord. So pleasing the Lord comes from faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So this is why we endure these things because we're looking for that eternally, that eternal prize, the prize that does not blemish, uh, that has no blemishes, the prize that does not rust or turn, the prize that does not, um, it doesn't hold back. It's something that we are, we're constantly get on it, uh, literally, uh, an infinite basis. That's what I'm trying to say. So we have to think about what is our goal? What is our goal? What is our end goal? A lot of times I things can happen to me and I'm like, oh my God, this is so unusual. It's so weird. It's so abnormal. Why is this happening? And I'll give you an example because I know you're thinking, what the heck could I be talking about? Well, you know, sometimes when your faith starts elevating, things get a little complicated. And what I mean by that is sometimes you can have people in your life. You know, I'm meeting, 
I don't know why it's like this, but I just keep meeting people that's into witchcraft. And they don't admit they're into witchcraft. They pretend, they really, really, really pretend that they are, um, that they love the Lord. They pretend this. Now, I say pretend because they're praying in the tongues and they're talking in the spirit and they're praying for others and they're passing demons to others and they're doing all kinds of things. Well, you can only know this by the gift of discernment, of course, and then the Holy Spirit shows you. He exposes them. And then you think after this happened for the third time in a row, you think, my God, why is this happening? You know, because they do whatever they want to do to you too. And I'm talking about myself, whatever they want to do to me, they've done it. And you're like, Lord, this is just not normal. I mean, how is it that I'm in the church and I'm doing the right thing, but yet I keep meeting people that fall in the same category? Well, it's the same thing Paul just said. He he was false believers. Same thing. Same thing. That's why I said a, a fraction of what he went through. You know, and I remember I was talking to the Lord and I said, Lord, the thing that bothered me the most about the people that he exposed one particular person was that this person, I would talk to this person about what someone else is doing to me in which what I thought someone else was doing to me in, in doing witchcraft. And it was actually the person that I was talking to that was doing the witchcraft and they were praying for me, trying to comfort me. I said, Lord, how twisted is this? I mean, and then the Holy Spirit really brought up Judas. He said, Judas did the same thing to him. When the Lord said, one, you will betray me. Judas was pretending to say, is it I? You know, and this is crazy. This is what you think. This is crazy. Judas knew it was him. Same thing. Same thing. That's how. That's how. Well, one of my favorites, I'm going to end this on Romans 8.35, okay? This is my favorite because the Lord constantly reminds me of this. The Holy Spirit constantly brings this to my mind. And he says to me, um, Romans 8.35, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Okay, so I read from you Romans 8, 35 all the way to 37. And here's the thing with this. That sums up everything Paul went through. Paul went through, <laughs> he went through all of these things. We're talking about trouble and hardship and persecution. And by the way, it's interesting that it mentions what shall se- who shall separate from the love of Christ. And then it says shall trouble. Trouble is not a who, trouble is a what, right? So he's saying who because he knew he knows the person reading this is going through trouble. So trouble is one of the first things that we say, Oh my god, I'm walking away. Ministers walk away from the gospel because of trouble. They walk away from gospel because of hardship, because they're broke. They say they're broke. I don't believe in the word broke. I'm just using the word they use. They say they don't have any money. Uh, because of hardship or persecution. These are all the things Paul went through. Hunger, famine, nakedness. He was at at sea with, with, with naked. I mean, literally, let's talk about this because he was in danger from his own men, in danger from countrymen, swore. He talks about or sword. This sums up everything Paul went through. But why would we let these things separate us from the love of God? We walk away, but the Lord never walks away from us. I don't care how difficult, how tough it is. He never walks away from us. His love stays the same. 
we walk away. We try to walk away, right? Or we get upset. We don't want to talk. We complain. We mumble. We do all kinds of things. I mean, we just don't want to do what we used to do anymore because these things we've allowed to separate us. But the Lord said, nothing, nothing shall separate us. This is when our love goes back and turn to him. I don't care how bad it is. This is what kept Paul there. Love love. Love conquers every time. This is why he was able to escape it every single time, literally until the end. Until And even then, Paul already knew because of the Lord, the love that the Lord has for him and the love that he has for the Lord and for God's people. He already knew what was going to happen to him because the Lord told him. He said it. He said he knew what his end was going to be. It was not a surprise the Lord reveals his plans to us. He does so much. This is faith and love. This is what love truly is. One thing I can tell you, no matter what I've gone through, the Lord always brings me back to this verse. I hear it all. I used to, it used to be a time where I heard it all the time. I don't have to hear it as much anymore because I pasted it in my heart. So the Lord will always whisper it to me. You know, I'm hearing it in the back of my head default where I'm going through something. And the Lord said, well, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then hardship. You know that these things are written because once again, hardship is written first because trouble, because those are the things we've allowed to separate us. But the Lord never goes away from us. So that would always be in the back of my mind. But now it's so much on my heart that the more I go through it, the more I say it's because I love the Lord. It's because he loves me because he wants me to be there without spot or blemish, not lacking anything, being mature for the power of a sound and a sound mind. That's why he loves us so much, because he wants us to get there, to get there so he can trust us. In eternal life, that we're reigning, we'll reign with Jesus in eternal life. This is love. We will never, ever, ever see the death that unbelievers will see. We'll never see that, or even cowards for that matter, but that's a whole different subject. Uh, you know, in the book of Revelations 21, it talks about um, the lake of fire. The ones that go in first will be cowards and then unbelievers. So that's why I said that. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, I talked about being timid earlier. Um, God does not give us timid with his love. He makes us bold. So this is why I mentioned that. But I just want you to understand what faith and love truly is. And I'm going to continue in part. Uh, this was part three. So we're going to have part four next and thank you thank you thank you for listening uh oh my gosh these sessions i tell you i feel so encouraged so encouraged myself but remember if nothing else jesus loves you and so i so do i continue to listen i'd love to hear from you love at cardelia.com l-o-v-e at c-a-r-d-e-l-i-a.com i love your feedback little diary of relationship truths get it read it tell your friends about it um, women that's looking to get married, men looking to understand who, um, the power of the Holy Spirit is for everybody. Everybody. Love you. See you next time. Bye-bye.